بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من الظلمات الفهم وأكرمني من نور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا رحمة الرحيم we continue our discussion about dualism thanawiyat uh, in the book divine justice by ayatollah mutahhari we ended with this couplet from hafiz pirma goft khata bar qalam sun naraft afarin bar nazar pak khata pushash our master said that the pen of creation has not made any mistake. Nothing is mistakenly written by the pen of creation. It means nothing bad is created. Yeah? Then he praises the view of his sheikh which was covering the mistakes some people have thought that Hafez wants to say that there are problems but his sheikh was a mystic was arif was ignoring those problems so when he says there was no mistake in creation, but then he says push means he was covering, he was trying to ignore. But this is not what he means. As we explained, and inshallah we will also mention some other poem from Hafiz, he means that for people who don't have the broad picture, who don't look at things from a monotheistic vision, some problems appear. But if you have the whole picture, you see that those are not problems, those are not mistakes. They are necessary parts of a bigger picture. So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, this world is like shadow for God. And shadow of the most beautiful is beautiful. Anything which is manifestation, which is a creation of the most beautiful is beautiful. But you have to be able to understand it as it is. Then he says, in the same piece of poem, Hafez makes this couplet, which I have put on the board, on the top. Cheshmam az aaynedaran khatu khalashud. My eye became 
one of those to carry mirror to show his beauty. Khatukhal is used for eyebrow and khal. Uh, no, not cheek. You know, sometimes the black spot. Ah, the more. Like beauteous. Yeah. So he says, my, my eye has now become uh, able to experience the beauty of the beloved, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course. So here he's talking about Ainul Yaqeen. When you see the fire, remember we said we have in in uh, acquired, you know, we said we have Ilmul uh, Yaqeen. is you see a smoke and you say there must be fire. Ainul Yaqeen is you see the smoke. Haqqul Yaqeen is when you go near and fire, you know, burns you. In the first part, he is talking about seeing God. And then he says, Labam azbuse robayane barodu shashbad. Now he is hoping that soon he would be able to kiss with his lips the face and the shoulder of the beloved, which is then haqqul yaqeen, to kiss. Because when you are looking, still there is a distance. When you are kissing, is no distance. Yes. The point you put there is that says should, and he says gushed and bad at the end. Instead of should, khali should. So gushed? Yeah, gushed and bad. Yes, bad. Dushash bad. Yeah. Yeah, I put also bad. Bad means bashat. Gash means short, it's the same. Okay. But in the book is short. Gashed and bad. Yeah, gash means short, bad means bashat. This bad is not wind. This bad means bashat. May it be. Okay. So, he is hoping that even he can go higher. Now he is seeing the beauty. He can see everything as beautiful pieces of a beautiful image, but he's hoping to go higher and actually witness it without distance. He also mentioned some other poems that, for example, he says, because Hafez is a person who is, you know, talking about mystical vision. So, according to him, after you reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you only see beauty. You 
you don't see anything bad. روی خوبت آیتی از لطف بر ما کشف کرد. Your beautiful face unveiled for us a sign of beauty and subtleness زین سبب جز لطف و خوبی نیست در تفسیر ما so because we have been able to see your beautiful face which now has unveiled for us the beauty in the world therefore in our interpretation you don't see anything except good this is why the mystics are aware of the problems of the world but they are very at the same time very positive very optimist and even sometimes they are very happy of course you know mystics are one of the two some of them are normally very happy some of them are normally sad you know there are two types of mystics Yes, this is, we, discussed, we discussed this last week, yeah? Yeah, it relates to this, yeah. So, if your eyes are focused on something very beautiful, then hardly you notice anything ugly or anything, you know, which is not beautiful. Because you are focused on what is beautiful and you see everything according to that. Another poem is Mara Bekar Jahan Chandan Eltefat Napfat Ruchetu Dar Nazareman Chenin Khushash Arast. He says, I don't bother that much about the world. Of course, this can be sometimes negative in the sense that you don't follow up what is happening in the world you you become you know careless about you know society about social life about you know community this is not good but this may happen but those who go higher they are able to have both they are able to have that constant glance at the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the same time fulfill their responsibilities. But the thing is that these responsibilities do not preoccupy that much their mind and heart. You know? So, for example, if you go to a beautiful garden very beautiful garden and you are one of those people who really love flowers love you know trees if you go to this beautiful garden still you know that for example uh, you have to go through this lane and then turn right and left okay it's not that you hit you know with your head, the trees or wall, 
you know how to move around, but these are not important for you. You just do it as a secondary thing. Your main focus is enjoying this garden. Okay? Or for example, when you have a very delicious food, very delicious. Okay, you know how to eat, but you don't, for example, count how many times I have to, you know, raise my hand, you know, how many times I have to open, you know, how much I should, for example, you know, bite. You don't think about these things, although you do these things, but these are not coming to your mind. So the focus of Arif is on the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the elementary level, maybe they cannot have at the same time careful management of their life but gradually they can have that as well but the thing is that they don't spend that much you know, energy on that they do it very easily because I don't know if you have had this experience that for the same thing exactly the same thing that you do Sometimes your mind can become 10% busy. Sometimes your mind can become 100% busy. Exactly for the same thing. It's not like, for example, a room. You say, this room has this much capacity. No one can make it smaller or bigger. Our mind is not like this. Our heart is not like this. And also, the things which go to our mind and heart are not fixed in their size. <laughs> so it's to you to make them smaller or bigger and also to make your mind bigger or smaller. Okay? So the real Arif is the one that can have enough attention, even more than ordinary people. He can have attention to the details of life, but his mind is still very free. He's not stressful, he's not worried, he's not concerned. So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, for someone like Hafiz, who has a mystical worldview, unity replaces multiplicity. Manifestation replaces causality. There are two different languages. Either you say something is a creation of God, or you say it's a manifestation of God. And both of them are correct, but they're two different ways. And love and beauty replace reason and <coughs> philosophical necessity. You know, philosophers say that, for example, complete cause necessarily brings into existence the effect. But Orafa don't talk about necessity. They talk about love. And for someone like Hafiz, the world is single face for the beauty of God, which is absolute. So the whole world is one single face one single manifestation they don't see the world as too many scattered things they see it as one unit ma amruna illa wahid 
Then he refers to this very famous poem of Hafez, which I have put on the board. Uh, before we explain this, you know that in some of the mystical literature, they use sometimes wine, meal, and sometimes cup, which is uh, for serving wine. This doesn't mean worldly wine, yeah? But because it's very uh, powerful, it's very powerful, and it has the characteristic that when you have it, you forget all the worries. So for that, they use wine. You know, because when you have that, you experience that love, all the worries go away. Okay? This is why they use wine. Akse ru yeto shodar when the picture of your face fell on the mirror of jam. Jam is the jar. You know, when you have a liquid, sometimes the surface of that liquid becomes like mirror, reflects. Yeah, you can see something on the surface. Ayeneye jam is the surface of that jar of wine and says, because, you know, the one who is serving, which is Saqi, you know, the one who serves, his own picture is now on the surface of that jar. Arif as partoye may then the mystic, by looking at the radiation which comes from wine, which is because of his face being seen, made a mistake and thought that now I can get something through this wine. Beauty of your face with one manifestation to that mirror. Just one manifestation to that mirror. Because of one manifestation of you, so many pictures, so many images are now on that. So, from Allah's perspective or Allah's side is one act of manifestation, but what we see is billions of different things. Okay? Yes. این همه عکس میو نقش نگارین که نمود this much image of wine 
and all these images that this wine is showing and reflecting یک فروغ رخصاقی است که در جام افتاد It's only one radiation of the face of the one who distributes the wine which is on the jar Okay Now imagine if you can look at Saqi himself just for one moment his picture is on the liquid and the wine and this wine makes everyone you know mad what about if they were able to have a look at Saqi mostly in his soul and heart they only see part of the beauty of Yusuf on his skin and on his face and then even the beauty of his heart compared to the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is nothing So you have to do few things, of course. One is you have to remove any veil between you and God. Our sins, our attachment to dunya, these become like veils that you cannot see that image on the surface of the wine. It's like, for example, if someone has closed his eyes or has put some lenses which make him not able to see. So, if you want to really see the beauty of God, you should stop enjoying pseudo beauties. You know, like for example, if you want to really enjoy your food, don't eat some, you know, <coughs> junk food or, you know, some, you know, just, you know, you know, things that are, yeah, just, you know, uh, chemical or something that maybe there is a sweetness, but it's all chemical. This is why, you know, for example, when it, you are hungry, you enjoy really food. Yeah, why? Because you have not let your soul be affected by superficial taste. So one is that we have to remove 
bad things, bad uh, characteristics from us. And the other thing is that we have to work a lot on correcting our understanding. I think this is why tafakkur is very important. We have to improve our vision, our understanding. Do not let bits and pieces of information or news or difficulties be the main factors of shaping your worldview. Instead of trying to make a worldview from these little things, try to make a worldview starting from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and come down. Yeah? Normally, from problems we want to go high. Let us heaven to the earth and have a you know bird eye on the earth. Then you can see better everything, but you can also see there are lots of other opportunities, lots of other beautiful places. So there is a difference between a mosquito which goes just around ugly things and thinks that he knows everything <laughs> because he's flying and a bird that from hundreds of meters can see really everything. So what is the beauty of Allah which we're trying to see? So you're speaking about how to get there, but what is it? Isn't it just what is around us? Or is it seeing something beyond the material realm? So the inner beauty of Allah is reflected in the creation. But this is only even the veil. Yeah. <coughs> so the, this world reflects the beauty of Allah, but in a sense also covers the beauty of Allah. You know? Like, for example, a woman behind the whale. A woman behind the whale, you cannot see the beauty of that woman, but still the whale can be beautiful. If we start with understanding the beauty of the world, then inshallah we can go beyond this. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has is much more than dunya and even more than heaven. First, you see the beauty of dunya. Then you see the beauty of heaven, inshallah. But then, there are things even higher than heaven. What is important is not to satisfy yourself with little beauties, with little good things. Just carry on. Okay. Then Ayatollah Mutahari says, so from this we understand that when he was talking about doesn't mean that there is really mistake. It means that his vision is able to see the beauty that other people may think they are mistakes. Okay, the next question is about shaitan. Some people have thought Satan in Islam is like Ahriman in 
to Zoroastrianism according to normal interpretation. I don't want to say this is what Zoroastrians say, but the way some of the texts suggest is that Ahriman is either created by Ahura Mazda. Because there are two types of texts. Some suggest that Ahriman, the devil, is created by Ahura Mazda. Some say it's eternal. But both of them suggest that there is a separation in the world. Good things are created by Ahura Mazda. Bad things are created by Ahriman. Some people have thought Satan in Islam is also like Ahriman. Even some people mistakenly translate Satan into Ahriman or Shaitan into Ahriman. But he says this is wrong. Shaitan has no role in creation. It's very important. Yes, Satan is a reality and can do something. But in the sense that he is a creator, no. Like us, we are real. We can bring some changes in creation, but not in the sense of creating. Shaitan is a creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his role is in <coughs> tashri, not takvin, not generation. His role comes in the realm of the laws and morals. And what shaitan can do is to try to misguide. To try to misguide. Cannot misguide you if you don't want. It's not that shaitan has the power to control. Yeah? Shaitan can bring temptations, suggestions, can make things look beautiful in your eyes to deceive you. You know, like a person who wants to sell you something which is not good. Sometimes they deceive you by describing, you know, things that are not there. Sometimes they want to sell you a house. You know, they so much praise this house that you think this is a really good house. You are not able to see the problems. When you buy the house, then you start seeing all the problems. So shaitan can do like this. Shaitan can deceive you by showing things which are not good, good, or th showing things which are bad, good, <coughs> temptations, but shaitan cannot manipulate your mind or heart and take them away from your control. Okay? It's not that shaitan has a remote control and can, you know, send you here or there. You give your control to shaitan. Not that shaitan has your control. So, Ayatollah Mutahari refers to some verses of the Quran, for example, 
in Surah Nahl, verses 99 and 100. Shaitan has no sovereignty, no control over the people who believe and trust the Lord. His authority, his sovereignty, control is over those who follow him. Okay? Or Shaitan himself says in Surah Ibrahim, verse 22, you know, in response to the people who blame Shaitan, why Shaitan misguided them, Shaitan says to them on the Day of Judgment, وَمَا كَانَ لِيَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانِ I didn't have any control over you. إِلَّا أَنْ دَعَوْتُكُمْ فَاسْتَجَبْتُمْ لِي I only invited you. I only called you. You responded for me. فَلَا تَلُومُونِ وَلُومُ and for Satan. Don't blame me. Blame yourself. Of course, this is wrong. You should have said, so blame me and blame yourself. <laughs> you know, Shaitan is making a mistake here or wants to deceive us even here. He's trying to excuse himself. Yes. He has to say, so blame me and blame yourself. Yes. In two places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once said in Surah Yasin, Innahu lakum adobum mubin. Innahu Yeah, he is your open enemy. Yes. And another place, I don't remember the verse, but I remember the translation where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He is your enemy. Consider him your enemy. So in that case, how would we say that he hasn't got any control on us? Then why there is so much emphasis on his enmity? Like uh, worthy enemies. Worthy enemies don't have control over you, but still they want to harm you. But his arm is only up to Vaswas, creating his Vaswas up. Yeah. He, he cannot force you. <clears throat> so, what is important is to remember that we have free will in order to exercise our free will and, you know, power that we have, we need to have at least two choices. <clears throat> good and bad, for example, or it can be sometimes good and better, but the minimum is that you have two choices, good and bad. You are free, you can choose, but maybe there are encouragements coming from party of good maybe there are encouragements or invitations temptations coming from party of bad but you choose and he mentions this beautiful poem as jahan dubang mi ayad bezid from the world two coals come in opposition to each other. There are two calls, two invitations. Mustaid. 
Now we have to see which one is the one that you are inclined to. Anyaki bangash noshure at One call is to revive, to bring life to pious people. One degar bangash nofure ashriya. The other call is to spread wicked people. Bangish means in Persian. Bang, bang, bang means call. Cry. Bang. Bang means call. Cry. Bang. 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 Even shaitan has no role in creation under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So shaitan even is not like angels. Because Quran says angels have some roles in creation under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaitan even is not at the level of angels. So not only at the سبحانه For example, pole in the world opposite to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unfortunately, sometimes people make mistake. They exaggerate the role of shaitan, the power of shaitan, for different reasons. Sometimes maybe because of ignorance, sometimes because maybe even unknowingly, we want to say we have very big enemy. And this is why we are losing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when a student doesn't get good marks, says exam was very difficult. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> if a country loses the battle, they say our enemy was very strong, for example. So maybe unknowingly, we are exaggerating in the power of shaitan to say that, you know, if we are following shaitan or we are losing, it's because shaitan is very powerful. <laughs> But the reality is, shaitan is not very powerful. Shaitan can make plan, even his plans are weak. We are unfortunately not understanding. You know, shaitan is very clear enemy, his plans are weak. 
and he is introduced to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but still we listen to him. So that's the problem with us. Otherwise, shaitan is a very, a very marginal, very marginal figure. And there are maybe some human beings that can be even more destructive than shaitan. But these human beings die. The thing is that shaitan continues. Otherwise, sometime in a generation, maybe you find human beings who are more misguiding and more destructive. So, we must, we must not make this mistake that think that shaitan is responsible for creation of bad things. No. Everything created in this world is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything which is created is good. But sometimes something which is good can be relatively bad. Something which is good can relatively be bad. For example, rain is good. But maybe for a person who doesn't have shelter, this rain is bad. Or for example, you know, a snake has poison. This is good. Can protect the snake. Even we can make, you know, some medicine from it. But maybe for a person, this becomes bad because it's bitten by a snake. The creation of shaitan is not bad. Because first of all, even shaitan is free. It's not that shaitan is created to be shaitan. Shaitan could be a good person. As you know, he was actually worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was Khana min al-jinn. He's a jinn. He has free will. So there is nothing wrong in the creation of shaitan. The thing is that shaitan, like some human beings, used his freedom against the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and decided to misguide people. But even this misguidance of shaitan can be now part of a bigger picture. Because we want to have free will. We want to give great reward to people so shaitan is making this you know competition <laughs> serious competition you know uh, sometimes for example when uh, people for example you know in army they want to train themselves and they, because you know one of the times that they can train themselves if there is real war but if there is no real war they have you know maneuver so part of them become friend, part of them become enemy to train. We need to have some kind of pattern. So presence of shaitan, first of all, was not supposed to be for misguidance. But even now that he's misguiding, it's not damaging the plan. Actually, now that shaitan is misguiding, then mu'minin can benefit from this. Because now by resisting against shaitan, you can gain more credit. 
Okay, so it has become a serious battle and you can gain more credit. There's one thing hmm? you mentioned. Uh, just if you, let me, I, then Ayatollah Mutahari says, actually, it seems that in the Quran, somehow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is recognizing this role. You know, if you look at Surah Asra or Isra, Ayah 64. Allah says to Shaitan, "Vastafzez man istata'ata minhum bisawtik wa ajlib alayhim bikhaylika wa rajlik wa sharikum fil amwal wal awlad wa idhum wa ma ya'iduhum ash-shaytan illa ghurura." Of course, in my humble understanding, this is not a real command. As you remember in Usul, we said sometimes command is in the form of command, but it can be for test, it can be for uh, challenge. challenge, for uh, for example, making mockery of someone, you know, like a and But in a sense, it's at, at least acknowledgement that shaitan is going to do these things. It's not that it's hidden. That shaitan is going to use with his people any possibility to get into people's life, into people's progeny, money, activities. But, as I said, he has no control. And Shaitan also himself said that he's going to do this. He said in Surah A'raf, verse 16, فَبِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي لَأَغْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ سَرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Again here, shaitan makes a bad claim. He says to God, because you have deceived me. نَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ Shaitan wants to attribute his mistake to God. God didn't deceive him. But he says, because you deceived me, I am going to sit on their way next to Salat al-Mustaqim so that I don't let anyone to take this straight path. And from before, behind, right, left, I'm going to come and you would not find most of them grateful. It means that it means that one of the, if not the main, at least one of the main aims of shaitan is to stop us being grateful. Gratefulness is very important. And shaitan doesn't want us to be grateful because as we said in Akhlaq, gratefulness is the key for success. So, there is a kind of role that shaitan is playing. Not because Allah wanted him to do this, but because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives shaitan free will. Now shaitan is misusing his free will. He wants to deceive people, but Allah makes a plan that even shaitan now is working in that plan. 
Okay, as we said about makaru wa makarallahu Allahu khairul makarin. But for those who want to follow the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the path of guidance, inspirations, help, assistance are much more than misguidance. I think many of us think that we have equal force in good side and bad side. I think many people have this. So some people even have worse. They think that 90% is bad, 10% is good. Or 99% is bad, 1% is good. Some people who are fair and say, no, 50-50. Hack and bottle are 50-50. But I think hack and bottle are not 50-50. Hack is 99, bottle is 1. Because hack is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the attraction of his light and the encouragement of his guidance and all the prophets and imams battle is shaitan can shaitan be even one percent of power of god or attraction of god so if we make mistakes it's not because hak is not clear or, you know, Na'uzubillah, Allah's hands are closed, he cannot do anything, shaitan is running the world. <laughs> it's not like that. The world is full of good things, full of light, encouragement, guidance, good lessons, wisdom. Just we have to find them. Do not let the attraction of bottle, which is on the surface, preoccupy your mind. A little bit weight, then you would see there are lots of positive things. You know, it's like a smoke. Bottle is a smoke. This smoke doesn't let you see the beauties. We have to remove the smoke, then everything is beautiful. Okay. Uh, I think we inshallah continue this discussion next week. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alam. Oh, wow.